Welcome to another episode of the behind the scenes content for Madame Xanadu by Don't Sue Us Please. Today, we have part two of the interview with three of the four voice actresses who played Madame Xanadu. We pick up where we left off talking about music, Madame Xanadu as a character, and somehow find our way on a nautical adventure. As always, I'll be your narrator for this series, picking us up and putting us down in places that make sense to avoid most of our tangents. As with the previous interview, this episode does contain spoilers for Madame Xanadu. We strongly advise that you listen to the whole series before you listen to this interview. Finally, this interview is brought to you by listeners like you subscribing to us on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. Enjoy the episode. Now that now that you have played Madame Xanadu, now that we've discussed a little bit, you believe in magic? Do I believe in magic? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. You think I it do. works? The, uh, do you think it works the way it does in Xanadu's world? Do you? So you're asking if you think in real life does it mm-hmm. work this way, like it does in Xanadu's yeah. world? Straight up question. I'm genuinely um, curious. It's, it's a realm we can talk about because I think it's a possibility. I do. Um, I think anything is possible. Jesus, we have coronavirus right now. Hell, I mean. (laughs) The coronavirus is finally opening up the world of magic. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different set of magic. Um, But yeah, I I like to believe that anything is possible. I mean, it's just kind of my own personal attitude, but um, I do. Yeah. What you, Alex? I'm sitting here thinking about Sorry, I was sitting here like, oh, I wish I'd said something about recording separately because I do just want to emphasize how difficult sure. it was to record scenes by ourselves. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just wanted to, yeah. as we're sitting here remembering it, I'm like, right, I had to do this and the pauses. So, anyways, that's why mm-hmm. I have this pensive look on my face. Magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Xanadu's world, like with demons and with um, talismans and. Mm-hmm. People in computers. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Uh, all of it is at this point. But there's going to be the, world, the world's <laughs> biggest spoiler alert at the beginning. Like, of the, like, hey, listeners. Up, if you haven't seen the, if you haven't listened to the episodes, go do it before you listen to this interview. Uh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, bleep um, it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut. Yeah, because you imagine there's a bleeped version, which <laughs> it's just, it's like one of those ridiculous redacted documents from the government, where it's just lines of black on the page and like 25 a, minutes of yeah. a single tone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sorry. We talked over. No, Please. no. It's giving me time to gather my thoughts about whether or not I believe in magic. Um, you know, I do believe in like energies and good energies and bad energies. And I do think those can manifest in different ways for different people. Um, okay. I do. I do believe that. And I, I think that uh, I would not be arrogant enough to say I know how the world works or that I can sense everything that is going on. So I, you know, who knows? Um, but I do definitely believe that energies can manifest themselves in ways that could be magic or construed as that. All right. Okay. All right, Steph, you're going to shoot. What's up? 
Um, yeah, same, same as Alex. I, I believe in energy. <laughs> I, I believe in good energy and bad energy, like you said, Alex. And, um, I remember that I, I was, I, I was listening to episode four this morning and I think, uh, I really, I liked the, the line when Madame Xanadu says like, ener- you don't know what magic is. Like magic right. is power and, and energy, I think is, is in there. She like says all like, you know, describing like what her magic is. And, um, uh, I like, I like, I like that. And I'm, I believe in that. Yeah. Okay. All right, John, how about you? Yes, here's my caveat or my quantification of that. Um, you know, we use magic to describe things that have happened that we don't necessarily understand. <clears throat> Do I think that magic, you know, means, um, you know, chicken bones arranged in a certain array? Not necessarily, but I think that magic is a lot of things that we don't understand. I think it's energies and spirits and whatever words you want to use for it, um, which I tried very deliberately to stay away from any kind of explanation of what was happening and what, you know, a specific spell or anything like that. Um, But, you know, you know, names have power and reflections have power. Um, You know, there's a, an author, um, I can't remember who, um, but who said, if you ever want to deny a group of people, if you ever want to dehumanize a group of people, deny them any reflection of themselves in society, meaning don't write about them. If you don't write about the queer community, all of a sudden when someone meets someone who's queer, there's no, there's no representation. So people don't know how to react and it just becomes this thing. So, you know, while I, while reflections in episode three are very specifically in, and, and episode two actually are very specifically about mirrors, it's also the larger, I'm thinking the larger reflection. Um, and I'm just going to pretend that everything that I wrote was completely deliberate. And I Damn, know, and I wrote dude, it. that's very deep, man. <laughs> no, I'm going to cut great, out that John. pretend part when I edit this interview. I'm going to yeah, 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 yeah. pretend. So you, you, you're stuck with that now. Yeah, that's, that's going to be your philosophy. It's going to be posted here. All right, Josh, you're, you're in the mix. Do you believe? Any, how, what are your thoughts on magic, sir? I do. I, I, you know, I sit with most of the chorus in that, you know, energies as uh, the younger folk and me, the Gen, the Gen Z folk call good vibes. Um, I, I totally think that, you know, you can manifest stuff out of energies and like there are things that are around that we just don't understand, whether that's demons and spirits and ghosts and I can shoot a fireball out of my hands and uh, teleport to another place. No, maybe. I mean, I don't understand it. So <laughs> no, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but uh, I definitely think there are just like weird ways that like energies and like manifesting things work out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. very much like in the, in the same way that this, uh, the software that we used to record this always works when I don't use it. Um, like, or when I really need it to work, when I absolutely, and when I'm like desperate for it to work, it'll work. But when I'm just like, like when we're doing an individual session where it's like, you know, when we're doing an individual recording session where it's on the line, like this is how we get our next episode. 
it works. But if it's for this where I'm like, oh, I have a backup and you know, I won't be too heartbroken if it doesn't work. It's like, fine, I won't work. <laughs> Similar kind of thing. I hate technology. Anyways. <clears throat> and yet you work with it like all the damn time. I get paid to deal with it. I like, all right. All right. It's like, like just odd. It's like listening to a, uh, you know, like a, somebody that ha- wrangles animals be like, yeah, I can't stand animals, but I'm paid. To be. Oh, could um, you, could you imagine like I, if I could be in a world where I could just sit at a piano and John Williams style, just write out sheet music and it oh, appeared in the podcast. Man, that's, that's, we're that's not. the dream. That's the dream. All right. For, I think we're getting close to time. Yeah, Josh. Uh, we're at about 50 ish minutes. We could probably go for another 10, 15. All right. but we got, then we then I'm going to, this is a, this is a speed round. This, this is not a contest. It doesn't matter. It's like no one lives. No, it's not brain surgery. No one dies. You can't fuck it up. So chill out. Also, there is no rating on this podcast. So feel free to swear. You'll notice I haven't refrained once. I was um, wondering that, Kelly. <laughs> this is like not a rated uh, podcast, apparently. We are I mean, explicit well, I, on iTunes. I, I got to be, be, be super clear. Like if people want their children to hear this, you know, then by <laughs> all means, by, they can. But I'm not fucking not swearing because I can't control who's listening to it. So. Kelly and I in a room um, together is a fucking nightmare. I'm not here to lie to you. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Scott calls me Sally the truck driver because, like, like I don't know shit. (laughs) Yeah, Sally the truck. I don't know shit about book. You know, that's truck driver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys remember that quote? Have you seen? I don't know shit about book. Do you remember? You know what that's from? No, but I happen to love that quote. (laughs) I don't know shit about book. Sounds like my cousin. Mine now. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, when you say uh, Sally the truck driver, I just think of Large Marge from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh my God! Yeah, she's like she's the haunt. It's like she's she picks him up, and then it's like she's a ghost. She's haunted. She's haunting the the, the truckways. All right, uh, I'm gonna start with Stephanie on this one because she looks like she uh, could use a stimulant. Right, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steph. Uh, off the top of your head, Madam X's origin and what happened to her after your episode. Go. No thought. Just go. Uh, uh, I think she was born out of the sea and, uh, is reborn again in different, uh, bodies and, and lifetimes and okay. comes out of the sea. Okay. And, uh, after, after, after the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After your episode. After like, my episode. Like, like, how does, if that's her origin, what's her end? What happens in the big sense to Madame Xanadu. Anything, go. Don't I don't think. think I don't think it ever ends. I don't think she ever. She's eternal. She's eternal. Yeah. Love it. All right, Christine. Origin and exit. Go. Um, but with regards to my episode, yeah, episode three. Where'd okay. Where'd she come um, from, or where'd she go to? Well, the first thing that came to mind was Brazil. For some reason, I feel her Brazilian. <laughs> I don't know why. South American. Okay. Um, I feel like she died a tragic death, but she had some unsettling things that happened, and now she's back as like superhuman. I don't know. Okay. This is sort of what comes to mind. And yeah. then af- after my episode, what happens? Um, mm-hmm. Well, she's got this tech thing going on. She's really into like, you know, the computer and all that. So I feel like, um, oh gosh, uh, I don't know. She. I don't know, um, after, uh, uh, I just had, I don't know. She just uh, was really into 
tech. Computers uh-huh. tech after that, yes. And so did she start her own uh, yes. software firm? She now works at she the did. IT help desk. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure if that was okay. No, like, you can say, <laughs> it's your story. You can say anything you want to. There's no I feel. I feel like she really enjoyed like figuring out what was going on with the computer. Uh-huh. And like she really started Madame X IT software. Yeah. I love it. Basically. I fucking love that. I didn't know if that was okay to say. It's I was perfectly like, okay. We're not, we can't get in any trouble. All right, Alex. It's way better than what I said. Oh, please. No. Yours, yours is great. It comes out of the sea and lives forever. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm like, in. That's intriguing. Exactly. All right. All right, Alex. Origin and exit. So I, I feel like I did some research on her. So I feel like I'm remembering that she did, she like had a lover and it was Merlin and she had two big sisters or she was sisters. And one of them was like in medieval times or Arthurian times or something was happening there. So I've always put her just like in Europe or Eastern Europe. Um, Right. So magic origins, old school, medieval times, that's where she comes from. And where does she go after my episode specifically, I always felt like they were chronological. What are, like, so I you, felt like I was at the beginning. So you are. Felt- so, so if where you want to put it is from the, la- the end of, of Stephanie's episode, that's fine too. Like what happens to her in the big sense of things? Like what is her ending? I mean, I think similarly, she just continues on with different wars. She lasts beyond all of us and she's okay. sort of doomed in that way to kind all of right. continue on. Okay, John. Not, not the comic, not DC's version. You, John, what's her origin? What happens to it? Um, so I will say, I think she continues forever. As far as her origin, I was only literally interested in writing, what is this person doing at this specific time? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that sort of is the, the comic book nerd fight right now is continuity. Like everybody wants to know what happened. Right. You know, what happened in issue 13, panel six? And how does that compare to issue 75, panel three? I'm very much was just interested in um, writing stories that were... Um, that were about a very specific moment in this person's lifetime journey. And I will say this, when I wrote them, they are not chronologically in order. In, in my brain, they are not chronologically right. in order. Okay, we're getting a scoop. What's the chronological order, Chief? Uh, makes it interesting. Yeah, it does. The, <laughs> the second episode happens first. The um, first episode happens third. The third episode happens second. The fourth does happen fourth. All right, so Stephanie's, but, Stephanie's is always last, mm-hmm. but you're saying that the one with Leslie is the actual chronological first episode. Yes. Then the procedural with, with Christine is the, it chronologically comes second. Yes. Then the monologue with Alex comes third and then the heist comes fourth. Yes. Okay. I love this because if nothing else we can now, like now I want to go back and actually listen to him in that damn order. Just because just the, person, I'm a geek. the person that Alex, the, in the original script, mm-hmm. the person that Alex is actually speaking to is Catwoman. Uh, oh, no shit. 
In the, in, really? In the, in the original scripts, the person that Alex is actually speaking to is Catwoman. And um, she is in New York City to steal something for Batman from Lex Luthor. Are you, are you telling me that I'm going to have to go through episode one now and change the sound of yes! all of the footsteps in the intro? <laughs> yes! Are you going to have to change all of them? Is we'll that what I have to do? Whip crack why why, do, you have, why do you have to change them? No, we don't because they're the sound of a man. <laughs> um, it could be a boot. It's, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. actually, I've never heard it's of pretty footsteps. Nondescript, yeah. I, like footsteps don't generally indicate gender. Footsteps don't have genders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can make the argument for stiletto heel versus like a flat hole, flat, sh- but like that'd be the only instance. And like, if you can tell the difference, I, kudos to you. I'm right. with you, Steph. Yeah. Steph, Steph, Steph's don't got gender. It's the, oh no. <laughs> I said, am I going to get roasted for not knowing the lore? Oh my God. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to get in trouble for having said Steph's don't have gender. Um, all right. So uh, what else, John? That's the, like, holy crap. Um, Let me see. What else did I hide in there? Um, In the third episode, um, you're actually predicting when you... Okay. In the third episode, the secretary is a real person. I couldn't remember Um, her name. (laughs) Julia. Julia. Yeah, she's uh, Ted Cord's uh, secretary. Cord's secretary. Oh, Um, she's great. (laughs) Yes, she's actually a real person. That was good. Um who I who Matthew and I worked with at Forbidden Planet. That's great. Wait, um, that's Julia? That's that's Julia. And I deliberately <laughs> girlfriend Donna, a photographer, because Julia is in love with Donna Troy, who is a new Teen Titans character whose day job is a photographer. Nice. So now, canonically wow. in our for, universe, Julia. For the record, and Donna Alex, if you ever met Julia, like a world away from the character. I know, I said please apologize and, for and her. Deli- for but me. no, delightful. And I bet Julia would be tickled pink. Does she know, John? Uh, she does. Uh, I told her she I often say things where people don't pay attention to me, which is generally I find is probably a better thing. Um, also in the third episode, you predict how Ted Cord dies, and you essentially tell him, this is how you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that third, third episode is uh, Chris. Meaning- I didn't know yeah. if it was Julia, it was Madame Zanuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so in the comics, Ted Cord is killed by Max Lord, who runs Checkmate. So when you say Checkmate, uh, you're telling him. I think I knew this. Did we yeah. talk about this? I we th- did. It's, it's actually, it's a really very, intense story arc and really sad they kill they kill ted cord the blue beetle like in the zero issue and then it kicks off what was called checkmate which was oh, uh, john i'll okay. let you explain it that's more than I yeah can do. it's it's a whole lot it's it's a whole lot um but ted cord finds something out that he's not supposed to find out and he is killed by the person who runs checkmate uh let me see in the first ep- in, in the second episode um, there is a reference, it takes place in 78, and there is a reference to the AIDS crisis. Right. And the fact that yeah. she knows about it and just doesn't say anything. Right, yeah, to Jack Ryder, right? Right. Like, writers, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I didn't hide a ton of stuff really in the fourth episode um, beyond sort of... Um, my own 
fan service of loving the Zatara family and Zachary and Zatanna. Um, but to me, they were all, they were, I, I was writing in my brain, which doesn't always work the same way that everybody else's brain does. In my brain, I was writing love stories in the guise of horror stories, where the first one is very much a gothic horror, the second and the fourth are very much family horrors. And these things that we do, we love our families, but the things that we do that mess them up. Um, and then um, uh, the third one, actually kind of the same thing. It's really a mother, daughter, um, but there's a whole lot of parent and children stuff going on in all of those episodes. Um, yeah. Ooh, I have uh, a really to... interesting question when you're done, John. I just thought of it. Oh, when you're, yeah, when you're go done. Ahead. I, I was just trying to think of what I hid in the fourth episode. Um, I actually hid in the original Wonder Woman script when we were writing it as a film script. There was a post credit scene that was um, Amanda Waller and, and Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad. And there is very much a, that whole fourth episode is, was really a callback for Matthew to the fact that we were, hey, here's the Suicide Squad in this and here's Enchantress and King oh, Faraday. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's why you've got Faraday, uh, King Faraday and, and they mentioned Enchantress, got it. Yes, and King Faraday actually, post Ted's Cord's death, works for Amanda Waller in a new version of Checkmate. So there's a whole lot of weird, geeky comic book stuff going on <laughs> in there that... Um, you know what was I, a really nice moment out of the fourth one, John? I don't know where it falls in comic canon. Was, was Madame Xanadu giving Zatara her father's original top hat yeah. to her? I thought that was a really lovely... Because uh, that is technically... It feels like a, a post scene because the the, the heist is over, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a sort of a coda tagged on at the end, but I, I thought it was really lovely. Thank you. Um, that scene I love because, so in the Matt Wagner series, she does have an affair with Satara. He does ask her to marry him and she says no. Um, to me, that last scene I loved because it, Zatanna says to her, oh, it must spoil a lot knowing things that are going to happen. And I just thought to myself, wow, imagine being in love with someone, loving someone and knowing this isn't gonna work, but you're in the middle of the relationship and you're just like, I know this isn't gonna work. And I just thought, how lonely must that be? And I, it, it was very, it was a very short scene, but I, and I was like, okay, if I ever get an episode five of this, I'm literally just gonna write an episode about how it just sucks knowing things, you know, that you're, you know, that you, you would probably be better off not knowing. Hi listeners. For this one, we didn't even tangent. We just went on a brief break to rest our voices and our ears from all of the storytelling. I'm going to drop us back in where the interview picks up. So also, uh, the, the two things that I hid in Xanadu episodes, uh, the Wonder Woman theme is the ringtone for the friend of, uh, the girl in the beginning. Uh, that's the Wonder Woman theme. <laughs> Uh, and then the second one, I can't remember. Oh, the second one is actually what uh, is the question. So the fi- so at the end of episode four, uh, originally it was supposed to be another Zatara comes through the door um, to be like, to come in and get advice from Madame Xanadu. We didn't have the, the script had called for 
a short, apparently you guys had recorded, but we didn't have it. So um, I recorded myself as the final person, the next person that walks into the parlor. So it's me. What does she help me with? <laughs> Wait, can you say the question again? So the question is that you are a hidden person in the fourth I am the episode. La- at so the very at the fourth end. episode, yeah, when, Zata- when Zatanna Zatara leaves, when she leaves the door leaves. opens and the next person walks in and is like, Hel- hello? Um, that is me. So okay. seeking help from Man Up and Xanadu, what is she going to help me with? Well, be I as eccentric as you think you can be because it will be funnier than you think. You're far better qualified to tell us what she's going to help you with, Josh, than we are. Oh, I know. That's the best part. <laughs> Kelly, I think you know what it's going to oh, be. Oh, I know exactly what the hell it's going to be. <laughs> I, that's because I know you, but I, that's a very interesting. Uh, let's start with John. Yeah, John, take it. So, John, next care. person in the door for Madam Xanadu needs help with? Specifically oh. me. Oh, specifically you. Okay. Ladies, you're allowed to judge him based off of the hour that you've known John. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> please so whatever do. Whatever comes to mind is completely legit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say you have some sort of technology question <laughs> just based on. Just a matter of IT just gonna, service. Just based on your <laughs> hate of, of technology today. I'm just going to go. Okay. That, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. I like it. Christine. I'm going to say you have some kind of love problem. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of love <laughs> issue. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like combined with the technology. Maybe you have like a, a, a lover like who's not working? Trapped, <laughs> trapped in like a, some kind of technological cyberspace thing. I like it. Uh, John, I'm also, this is also our brainstorming session for an extra episode of Xanadu. Um, (laughs) I mean, my brain tends to go in the X rated X mode, so it's not good. (laughs) Well, well, Josh. I mean, I just assumed you walked in for help and, you know, Viagra wasn't working. Wow. Okay. Wow. and, and, And Matt, but Madam X has some stronger things uh-huh. beyond, beyond Viagra. Hang on. So, so one vote for tech issues, one vote for love issues, one vote for equipment. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, Alex? Uh, wow. I feel like my answer is just not going to be doing any of these justice. I thought you'd come in for... Um, I guess uh, you want to start a small business selling your girl from Ipanema ringtones. Um, okay. And so that's why you've gone to Madam Xanadu to see if this new business venture will be successful. That's, okay. See? Okay. That's legit. Kelly, what do you think it is? Oh, Christ. It's, it's, if it ain't Nora, it's Nora adjacent. Tell me it's not. I mean, Nora's always involved in everything I do. Yeah. But Nora's our, our uh, ladies, I, I apologize. Nora's is our creative producer and, and my best friend. One of yeah. Josh's best friends, if not his best friend. And so I, I assume, actually, I'm assuming. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nora, do I know Nora? Yeah, you do. We, uh, Nora, <laughs> that was weird. Nora, Nora took She your took gig. my job. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she took boy. your job yeah, at Concord Theatrical. It's a different show now. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I like wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. And on that note, thanks for joining everybody. Uh, goodbye. No. Well, to be fair, I don't want to mischaracterize it. She didn't so much take your job as the job that You took my job. She took she, it. 
No, oh, she took it. No, no, she didn't take it. Oh, no, I was gonna she say she took over for me. That's yes, that's what I was gonna say. You, you, yeah. like you weren't in the job. It's not like you know. No right. way. This is. She this currently is, works with my partner at the same. Right. Yeah, it's a small. Right. Role. That's right. Garrett's still there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. I forgot. I thought there was a whole all about Eve thing going on, <laughs> which I was super excited to hear about. So please tell Nora to say hi to Abby, my former boss. Hey. I, oh, oh, I will. Um, but uh, I no, so the, it's actually all kidding. I assumed it's about the farm. I uh, know. Oh, then I have no idea. It's the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Josh wants so, to be a pirate. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I want to be a pirate. Uh, I told I told Kelly that um, because we can't fly and go other places, I really just want to move to New Zealand and get away from here. Uh, so I said I was gonna charter a large ship and become a pirate. And Kelly and all everybody was invited. And I feel like I need a spiritual guardian. Uh, for this journey, and I want a nautical, like Pirates of Penzance style episode of Madame Xanadu. I love um, it. Awesome. I love it. Buckling. <laughs> awesome. Okay, like, so yeah. I actually, like Waterworld. I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. right off the top of my head, um, before we adjourn, yes. Um, for anyone who is interested in reading Madame Xanadu, yeah. um, where yes. are where are people located in the world? Well, Alex. And Steph, are, y'all are both here in New York now, right? Yes. Okay. And then, Christine, where in Maryland are you? I don't want to give away your exact location. But. Right. I mean, I don't mind. I'm in Chesapeake City, Maryland, which is near Elkton. It's literally two and a half hours from New York. Like, okay. Um, yeah. So for New York, um, there's two places that I would recommend. Okay. So Forbidden Planet is a wonderful store. I used to work there. I love that store. But they don't carry a lot of old comics. So there's two places that I would recommend. Um, the first one is on 6th Avenue and 9th Street. It's underneath the sandwich shop and it's called Mysterious Time Machine. Oh, um, yeah. And the guy who owns it, he's awesome. His name is Roger. If you go in there on Wednesdays, the first thing he'll say is, hi, do you want some whiskey? Because Wednesday is New Comic Book Day and he loves to drink on New Comic Book Day. Um, so he'll go in there and you're looking for Doorway to Nightmare. Those are the original ones. Um, Christine, are you near Ricerstown at all? Um, no. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually, the biggest town near me is Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington or Philadelphia, but that's a bit of a drive. But Wilmington's like 40 minutes. Okay, so Philadelphia, New- probably Fat Jack's is the best store that I can think of. Okay. Because um, they have a lot of great stuff. Um, okay. Oh, Wilmington has the comic book shop. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they... It's called. it's called the comic book shop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if they sell back issues. Okay. Um, if they do not sell back issues, Cards, Comics, and Collectibles in Ricerstown is a good choice. Okay. Um, or if you want to do mail order. Um, yeah. There is uh, Borderlands Comics and Games in Greenville, South Carolina, who's, which is run by a friend of mine, an incredible store. Um, and then there is in Houston, Texas, there is Bedrock City Comics. Um, Bedrock City, you should be able to shop completely online. Okay. Borderlands, you'll have to send them an email, but they usually get back to you quickly. Okay, where was Bedrock? Uh, what city was that? Bedrock's in Houston. In Houston, okay. The, the other, the other option, if you're so inclined, cool. is is if you're if you are 
if you are technologically into it, you can go online to and join dcuniverse.com, which, which does cost a fee. But the thing about it is when you're a member at, at that service, you can download or read old issues of comics. That's actually how I read them was through DC Universe. I read them online. Personally, I like to actually have them in my hand, but that's another way you can get on there. Okay, um, cool. Not, not that I'm shilling for them by any stretch of the imagination, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the books are on technology too. Yeah. Um, so. But if anybody wants to read them and then we can, you know, reconvene at some point and chat about them. Likewise, if any of you have any interest in doing John's Comic Corner, let me just say up front, email, email me or John separately, and we will actually hook you up. Basically, exactly what right. John... It's hysterical. Yeah, J what John said, he'll talk to you, make a couple of... He'll make a recommendation after talking to you for a couple of minutes. You read the comics, he reads the comics, we come back on, and then as, as an individual podcast, we record the conversation about, you read them, what'd you think? Like, that's it. That's not a... Not, no, no pressure, but it's an easy gig. Um, all right. Any parting thoughts, ladies or John or Josh, before we, uh, before we say goodbye to each other? Thank you all so much. It's so lovely to kind of see the faces to the voices and, and thank you for bringing it to life. It's really, it's really wonderful to, uh, to hear my words and to Josh for making my words sound like way better than they actually are. Oh, whatever. <laughs> No, it was amazing. It was it was great to actually. It was just uh, lovely to do this, and uh, I thought John. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Um, I was taken back by inc how incredibly well written it was, and of course, Josh, we've already praised how awesome you are. No, no, keep going. <laughs> keep, no, keep, keep going. Yeah, but um, yeah. no, it's really it's it's just like you said. It's nice to put the face with the with the yeah. work. You know, and Kelly, we all know how awesome you are. We don't even have to talk uh, about that. You know what? I'm just I mean, a facilitator. I don't need, I, mean, I don't need, I just get everybody <laughs> into the same place and then let y'all do your thing. So. Is there going to be part five? I guess that was a question. I don't know. Just it's a thought. the boat. <laughs> oh, the boat. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, listen, I, if, if we had our druthers, we would, we would play forever. Uh, in this universe, but um, the the powers that be at DC are actually launching their own storytelling podcast. Um, and since it seems very foolish to stay in competition with the actual pipeline that creates it, since we're a technically fan fiction, we we can we fly past. We don't have issues with copyright, but you know, let's be honest, if you're choosing a podcast, you're going to choose the one that's actually made by DC or the one that you've never heard of that's made by groupies. So um, we're actually going to pivot into a brand new universe uh, starting in 2021, which I can't, I cannot tell you much about yet. Uh, but John and Matthew and I have been discussing uh, how we're going to do that. John, is there any you want to tease any of that at all? Um, I will say the um, the date and the incident that I have chosen to write about. Yeah. Um, the Google research has probably put me on a government watch list. No doubt. For this project, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's like super great when you uh, Google something. And uh, I'm trying to think of um, how to put this. Yeah, you Google something and the word um, 
FBI raid comes up the most. Oh, like, I bet oh. I know which one it is just based off that. But you, yeah, I think you, it was the first yeah. one I claimed. I was like, yeah. I'm yeah. taking that yeah, yeah. date. I took it for a very specific reason. But And here, listeners, we spoiled our new series. We just went right out and said what it was. It's very silly of us while we were recording, and I had to cut it out. I'm going to drop us back in at the outro. Let me say thank you all for taking the time to talk with us today. It's, I cannot tell you, I am genuinely happy to see each one of you. It has been far too long. Um, and kudos to you. You guys did such good work. Um, it, it, it's, it's great. And it is great because of the effort that y'all, all of y'all have put into it. So thank you. It, I, I just, you. I'm really delighted with it. And thank you all for being here. Um, John, thank, thank you, you for showing up as well, sir. And thank you for writing a lovely, lovely, lovely piece of work. Um, and Josh, uh, I don't know. I was here. Get I get that. Boat. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Boats are really expensive, but not as expensive as you would think. Thanks for listening to another episode of the behind the scenes content from Adam Xanadu by Don't Sue Us, Please. This episode featured Christine Seisler, Alejandra Venancio, and Stephanie Lavadera, as well as Kelly Monroe Johnston, John Petrie, and myself, Josh Wilson. You can find us on all social media platforms at The Superhero Podcast. And you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Superhero Podcast. Thanks for listening.